Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah, and I'm a certified sexologist and coach, and I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality, and communicate more meaningfully about sex. If you love this podcast, do drop by my website, sarahsense.com, and join my email community. You'll get some special resources that I don't share anywhere else but on email, including my How to Get Better in Bed audio guide. There's some good stuff on there. Today, I'm answering your frequently asked questions on open relationships with my guest, dating and relationship coach and clinical hypnotherapist from Happy Ever After, Valentina Tudos. Valentina is a regular guest on the podcast, and on one of Better in Bed's earliest episodes, episode six, she shared her personal story and learnings about her own open relationship experience. So I thought she would be a great person to help answer some of your questions on this topic. Open relationships are on the rise, and many of you are curious about learning more about them. It seems like a bulk of the questions I get from people in traditional relationships asking, am I ready for an open relationship? And where do I start? So on this Sex FAQs episode, Valentina and I talk about how to establish basic ground rules for an open relationship and how to deal with the fear, insecurity, and jealousy that might be keeping you stuck. We also discuss what to do if you want an open relationship, but you have a partner who's possibly traditional or unreceptive, and what skills you would need if you want to build and maintain a successful open relationship long-term. In general, if sex and relationship skills are something you're looking to build, check out our sponsor for this episode who has a bunch of useful resources to help you do just that. So keep listening. Beducated is an online course platform that is the number one resource for sexual health and happiness. On the platform, you'll find a huge library of video courses and guides from top experts with techniques to level up your sex life, covering everything from tantra to kink. I've taken quite a few of their courses, including their courses on navigating non-monogamy and open relationships, which is the topic we're talking about on the podcast today. I found their content very easy to follow, and those two courses in particular gave a great foundation for understanding the different types of open relationships, as well as provided helpful tools for how to start building a non-traditional relationship structure that's right for you. So if you're someone with a growth mindset who wants to learn how to level up your sex and love life, you can join Beducated with just $9.99 per month or get 65% off their yearly pass with my code BETTERINBED. All you have to do is go to beducate.me forward slash betterinbed and your discount will be locked in for life. That's beducate.me forward slash betterinbed. 
The link will also be in the show notes. And now I can't wait to dive into answering your questions on open relationships with Valentina. Let's start with the first question. My husband and I are talking about trying an open relationship, but we are not sure how to start. We both want us to enjoy seeing other people, but he is worried we might get attached. So he wants to set rules around having sex with others. What are some good basic rules to start with to ensure things don't get complicated? And is there anything I need to insist on as a woman? Well, it's a great desire not to have complication in relationships, but I don't think uh, <laughs> any kind of relationship ha- comes with any guarantee that things are going to be smooth sailing from the beginning. But it's also a very good thing that she's thinking through the parameters of an open relationship. I think people actually just fall into open relationships sometimes without actually realizing that they are open relationships. And there's many things that go unsaid and unspoken and can actually be very dangerous and very hurtful in the long run. I think that's true for all relationships. Monogamous relationships even more so. At least for me, the beauty of talking about being in an open relationship Mm -hmm. is that you actually put on the table things that normally are not discussed. As you said, these unspoken agreements, these things we take for granted, these assumptions that we make about Mm -hmm. each other. And with monogamous relationships, there is a whole list of assumptions that we make. But no, we we don't really talk about them. We don't talk about them, which is why actually monogamous relationships are very complicated as well. They are. So there is, I think, an attitude in the world that, oh my God, it must be so hard to be in an open relationship. (laughs) In many ways, open relationships are way more organized Mm -hmm. are a lot more open Mm. in the sense that the partners actually explicitly talk about stuff and you always find that the level of communication to be honest is a lot higher in open relationships you know i'm a fan yeah and you know i'm a fan (laughs) and the thing is what we think about as open relationships is this Everyone's like, oh, it's open relationship, so it's free for all. I can just like sleep with anyone I want, do whatever I want. But actually, that's not really the case, if anything. You know, there's obviously, as this woman writes in, there is always a set of basic parameters and rules if you want your open relationship to succeed. Because if it is ends up being a free for all, that actually can be very chaotic. Yeah. It ends up being a mess. It ends up being a mess, unfortunately. Yeah. I think obviously there are some basic things that are required to even consider an open relationship. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they've opened the door Mm -hmm. and that's great. And now they're thinking, okay, what do we have to pack for this journey? Mm -hmm. Right. So I think about it like that. Like we've decided to embark on a journey together and we want to consciously make a plan have mm-hmm. a strategy for how we're going forward, which is an amazing way of doing it in any partnership that you have, right? Yeah. So the things that you need to ensure is that you have dealt personally with any insecurities you have. Mm-hmm. Because yes, there is a chance that you may find someone that mm-hmm. you will have a great connection with. And that's the greatest fear, I It think. is the greatest yeah. fear. And it is a real possibility. It is. It is. But... You know, my other favorite topic is the idea of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about in our episode and in the other episode that Mm -hmm. you mentioned with Ben and Fern about compersion. Mm -hmm. The joy that you experience when you can see your partner having an amazing, mind-blowing situation, time, relationship with someone else. Because if you really love unconditionally, you understand that 
the other person doesn't have to love only you. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean that you cannot have that connection. Mm-hmm. So dealing with insecurity and taking responsibility for your mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. is really important. If you are very insecure, if you are a jealous person by nature, it will be a problem. If you don't trust your partner, so you really need to make rules around pa- about honesty, mm-hmm. about how you're going to communicate with each other, what are those things that are potentially difficult and actually discussing what do you think you might struggle with and i think i love the way that she's saying is there anything that i need to be particularly paying attention as a woman mm-hmm. i actually find that women have it easier in open relationships i believe that there is a misconception in the world that men are the ones who instigate the idea of open relationships that mm-hmm. they are the ones who want to have multiple partners but in my experience actually a mm-hmm. lot of polyamory coaching situations that mm-hmm. i've had have been driven by the woman. Mm-hmm. So we all have a desire to explore multiple people, to mm-hmm. explore avenues for growth. In another yeah. episode, we were talking about how casual relationships can be very beneficial for growth, for mm-hmm. development. Mm-hmm. In the context of being in a relationship, having multiple partners does a similar job. Mm-hmm. So the things that I think you need to be paying attention to when you first open a relationship is really discussing how you will deal with potential challenges that you will have and there will be a lot of challenges oh yeah i don't want people to believe that we think everything is going to be all rosy and yep. beautiful mm-hmm. and butterflies in the stomach and all that no there will be a lot of challenges mm-hmm. seeing your partner with someone can push so many of your buttons mm-hmm. but that's growth mm-hmm. and is what you do with it so having a plan for how you deal with difficult situations mm-hmm. making an agreement that whatever happens you're going to be communicating that with maturity with compassion with love mm-hmm. and even when you feel bad about something let's say i don't know your partner suddenly spends a lot of time with a new partner that they've met and mm-hmm. you feel left out you feel like maybe this threatened the connection that you've had you really need to be able to honestly say hey we need to talk about this there is something here that needs addressing mm-hmm. and the partner needs to be able to explain hey look maybe things look different from where you are and i understand and i sympathize Mm-hmm. but things are very clear you need clarity mm-hmm. you also need to agree on what does this ideal open relationship look like yeah i think we need to really understand that open relationships have many different models within them and you get to design what model yours is but if you take a look from like everything from full on polyamory to swinging to even like monogamish which is this idea that you're mainly monogamous is just like once in a while you go Have off a and little do your, moment. yeah you go off and do your own thing is actually really decide and of course there's many in between by the way those are just like three main popular types that you might have heard of but i think really having to decide what type of open relationship you want to have is it just a sexual open relationship where you plan to be emotionally committed to each other and then sexually you just want to explore or is it all cards are on the table you know I want to explore the idea that I could have other lovers both sexually and emotionally I think all of that needs to be talked about also I think you need to be prepared that it may change mm that's true because in the yeah. beginning you may think hey you know it's just going to be about having one day a week when i can go off and mm-hmm. meet people in a bar mm-hmm. and go to a hotel with them and just have sex you know cuz 
what appeals to me in this idea of open relationship is I want to have sex with strangers, complete mm-hmm. strangers, people that I just pick up in a bar and I never meet again and I don't take their number and that's it. It's the very anonymous fantasy of non-commitment. Mm-hmm. Whereas later you might find that that's actually quite tiring mm-hmm. and you do it once or twice and then you actually yeah. don't feel... The fantasy differs a lot from the reality. Mm-hmm. Or you can discover that, I know, maybe it's a bit, you feel that it's sleazy, that it's a bit yeah. not very, it doesn't feed your ego in the way that you thought, maybe. Yeah. And it actually hurts you because you don't feel the validation that you thought that you want. Part of that yeah. fantasy is that I get validation because some stranger thinks I'm sexy and wants to take me straight to bed. Agree. So you might find that after a while you can try that and it doesn't work. Yeah. So make sure you actually you're creating like sort of weekly or every two weeks, uh, fortnightly like check-ins. Yes. You know, to see how things are going, especially when you're just starting. The other thing that I think is really important is to know that just because you've decided to open a relationship now, it doesn't mean you always have to stay in this space. Agree. You need to say, hey, we're trying this. We don't know how mm-hmm. it's going to work. We don't even know how far it's going to go. Because sometimes I've noticed with my clients, they're not going to go straight into, okay, let's go and just fuck other people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Sometimes it's a gradual relaxation of the rules. You know, yeah. it's like maybe we go out together sometimes and if I find someone attractive, I might kiss that person and see how it works. Yeah. Or maybe sometimes it's like, oh, we were at the party with someone mm-hmm. and suddenly I see my husband kissing another woman. And that can cause a lot of, even though you've agreed yeah. to be open, yeah. the shock of seeing that in person, even for people who are open to mm-hmm. explore together, it can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I think allowing it to grow naturally. The basic agreement is we don't know where this is going, but we are going on this journey together. And Mm -hmm. actually the purpose, most people think that it's because people don't want to be committed or people are bored with each other Mm -hmm. or that it's somehow the beginning of the end, that it will destroy their relationship. Mm -hmm. Actually, most people that open their relationship become much more connected with each other and they do it for the purpose of reconnecting, becoming deeper partnership. You know, like we're exploring all this stuff on the outside. So did we actually become more honest with each other? And, you know, I did have this. She's probably going to listen to this and she's going to recognize it. She said, oh, my God, I've been sexting my husband this weekend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are like a couple who are trying to open this. And it has brought them together. They were like having a great time with each other Mm -hmm. because they've just had a little. That doesn't mean that they've closed the relationship, but it has definitely brought them together. And that's the point. That's great. I also think one of the really good basic rules is to always put the priority, put your partner first. Absolutely. So that is like, and to be honest, that's like a non-negotiable when you're starting an open relationship. So no matter what happens is to always ultimately put the priority on your partner and make that primary relationship sacred in some ways, because I think that's really important. Otherwise, it it does become a bit of a free-for-all. So that's a very good basic You're 100% right. When I opened my relationship, we had three rules. Mm -hmm. One was we put each other first. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens, if you're saying to me, I don't want you to go out tonight if I have a date, I will Mm -hmm. cancel everything for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. The second one, use protection. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, but sometimes people Mm -hmm. forget. Mm -hmm. And third rule, radical honesty. Mm -hmm. Like you have to say, Mm -hmm. what's going on because otherwise there is no trust 
Yeah. For me, these were like the most fundamental rules. Yes. And I think, you know what? The hardest thing is actually radical honesty. Absolutely. Because you don't so realize much fear. there is so much fear in being open with your partner and telling your partner the truth of what you are doing. Trust me. like That has even, been even the biggest for, challenge. Oh, even for me. And, and even for people who have been in open relationships and even... Today, like sometimes when I do something which is, you know, outside of like, you know, which is again totally permissible, I still feel the reluctance to say yes. to say it. You oh, know, absolutely, absolutely. The hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. So I met this other person mm-hmm. at a party. My mm-hmm. boyfriend was there. Mm-hmm. There was no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I told him, oh, you know, I've been chatting to that guy. I mm-hmm. might go for a drink with him, but I couldn't tell him how quickly the intimacy escalated with that guy. Mm-hmm. And like literally, I remember we were going to Europe and mm-hmm. for 12 hours on mm-hmm. that plane, sitting next to him for 12 hours, like every minute of that trip, I was like, I'm going to tell him in the next minute, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him. I couldn't. Yeah. Okay. It was so hard. It is really hard. This is the hardest for me as well. I struggle yes. with that as well, even when it's allowed. And I know it just logically doesn't make any sense. But, but it's the commitment that yeah. you make. And I promise you, it is the biggest lesson. Yeah. When you are able to do that, when you are able to kind of break that prison of fear that we mm-hmm. put ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, once I told him, he was like, sure, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, I know. I was like, but I was just, I don't even know what I was afraid of. No, I know. But it's in your head. It was so weird. And yeah. I'm like, why? Like, I kept just kicking myself. I'm like, Why is it so hard? I don't don't understand. I think it's just because we're socialized so much into that kind of monogamous model that even for open-minded, progressive thinkers... It's fear of being rejected. That's the thing. Because what if in that particular case, I wasn't doing anything different? Like literally there was nothing that I needed to be afraid of. But it was still like, oh, what if... Actually, it was, Mm. I didn't want to hurt my partner. Mm. And I thought if I said, I'm actually having a really wonderful time with this guy and we Mm. have a very powerful connection, I thought that he would feel that he's not good enough. So I kind of know that's what it was. But I hurt him more by Mm. not telling him. Because mm-hmm. he did find out in the end. And yeah. it was actually the most dangerous moment of our relationship in which we almost broke up I only think. one time in 19 years. Yeah. Even though we've had affairs before and the betrayals were bigger, mm-hmm. but this one was a much more powerful moment. Mm. So actually to me, the agreement of radical honesty is more a commitment that you have to make to yourself. Because the battle is going to be an internal one. Indeed. And I think you just really have to lean into that discomfort. And be like, I'm going to be uncomfortable doing this. But ultimately, it is the right thing to do. And it will benefit the relationship because it builds trust. And the thing that is particularly important for women Mm -hmm. is this idea that women do have a tendency to get more easily attached to a sexual partner. Mm -hmm. And I think as a woman, again, it's a commitment to herself Mm -hmm. that she insists on as opposed to from her partner that she learns how to manage the head and the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's very easy when you have infatuation, when you mm-hmm. really fall for someone new mm-hmm. to start thinking that, oh, what if they're better than my other partner? Mm-hmm. And to somehow forget the bond that you have with the previous partner yeah. because lust is so powerful. Okay. So I think making a commitment to yourself to deal with that internally, like it's mm-hmm. almost like you have to find the strength inside of you mm-hmm. to deal with that. And it is possible maybe that another partner will at some point become more important. But don't jump on that. 
don't think because a lot of the times it's last speaking is just a dopamine is just mm -hmm. all this stuff in our brain. So just give yourself time to really make sure that the new relationship is better and you're not just jumping the gun because he's a great lover. Great. So I'm going to read the next question because I think the next question is kind of, you're kind of really answering the next question on this. So my husband and I decided to open our relationship and I met someone I really liked. Very quickly, I started feeling really connected to this guy and our relationship moved very fast. I'm afraid of being too intense and scaring him away, but I know that I actually want to be with him. What is the best way to handle the situation? So it's already crossing over into what you said. Yeah, because um, it is a real danger yeah. that sometimes, let's say if you've been with your yeah. partner for a long time, I don't mm -hmm. know, 10 years, seven years or whatever, there is a distinct possibility that that relationship is now in kind of best friends yeah. territory. Yeah. That you don't feel so strongly sexually mm -hmm. or, you know, even mentally so much into your partner. Maybe because they came into your life for a different reason. Mm -hmm. They came into your life to teach you something else and yeah. you're already kind of towards the end of that lesson. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that they are not extremely valuable and loving and supportive of you, mm -hmm. but maybe this new experience that you're having with a new partner is to experience a different kind of love. Yeah. Let's say if yeah. I was in a relationship that was not very lustful, yeah. not very sexual, was not very passionate, which mm -hmm. doesn't make it any less important mm -hmm. or valuable. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, sometimes like almost never we tend to marry our best lovers or the people that we're like most attracted to mm -hmm. sexually, right? Mm -hmm. We marry partners or we become committed to partners who Love. are there yeah, for much more. And, exactly. Yeah. Safety, stability, yeah. teaching you how to be mature, sure. how to build a family, all that stuff, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes we still need the experience of being madly in love. Yeah. And if we've never had that experience, someone might come along one day and you kind of go, wow, you are just that one. Does it mean you have to marry them? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Does it mean that if you feel like this for two weeks, this is it? I'm not quite sure. So in this case, for this particular person, listener, it's really about giving yourself time and focusing on what you want. And really balancing this crazy attraction. There's a big difference between living with someone day in, day out, mm, seeing them, you know, in sickness and yeah. health and all that stuff versus someone that you meet yeah. for secret or maybe not so secret. Yeah. It can be all in the open, but mm. like dates and fun things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this whole idea of do you want to be a wife or a mistress? The mistress mm -hmm. seems to get all the best bits. Yeah. Whereas the wife has to put up with the cleaning and the cooking and the babies and yeah. stuff. And there's a very different experience. So... My suggestion to this particular person would be really take it slow. You actually mm. don't know mm. that this person is the one. Yeah. You are just infatuated with them and that's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But give yourself time to explore what is it that you want in your life, what is really important for you in a relationship and whether this new partner really meets those fundamental things that you need. Mm -hmm. And then spend time testing those things. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they are that and it's not just Prince Charming fantasy that you've created. I believe that we fall in love with the fantasy of the person, not the actual person. Yeah. A story that we create of them. So when things move really fast is a combination of chemistry. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I feel very attracted to this person. And then all the story that I make in my head about how wonderful they are. Yeah, yeah. And would you say that at some point is to really just keep the husband clued into what is going Definitely. on? Definitely. 
Yeah, even though, again, as difficult as that conversation might be, exactly, is to actually just say, like, I need to keep you in the loop of what I'm starting to feel it is a for very this other person, and it's a very difficult conversation, but I think... But it's a must. Yes. It has to happen, and yes. you have to break out of the fear to say, mm. I'm really falling for this guy. Mm. It's crazy how I feel. It doesn't mean that I love you less, mm -hmm. because there is a big difference between I love you, because I've loved you for seven years, and I'm madly in love with this person. Mm. I think there is a distinct difference between these things. And mm -hmm. I'm madly in love usually means I'm actually madly in lust with them. Yeah. Whereas I love you is I love you as my best Much friend, as commitment. my yeah. partner and all that. Mm. I think, you know, when people first say I love you, they should actually say I'm in love with you <laughs> because that's what's happening. It oh. is a whole idea. You know, when I was learning English, they taught me that this in grammar, this so tense different. is called present progressive, which means that it's actually happening now. Mm. Whereas I love you is like regular, mm. like it happens all the time. It's a long term thing versus a short term thing. Mm. Absolutely. It's a must. You do need to tell the yeah, partner because that is that is difficult because the husband will know. Yeah. He can feel it. Yeah. He and can feel you going crazy. Yeah. And that is one of your basic rules for this open relationships to, to, prior to, to work. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also what you owe him okay. as your primary partner, like, so that he is not taken by surprise as suddenly six months down the road, I'm off. I'm yeah. going to leave you. Exactly. And he's like, what? That kind of thing is potentially devastating. Well, it's also yeah. actually cheating. Yeah. Really, I mean, you can cheat in an open relationship. Yes. It is possible to do it. And Say more about that. Say more. Well, you know, if the whole idea of an open relationship is that we tell each other if we mm -hmm. meet other people, mm -hmm. if we fall in love with other people, mm -hmm. okay, or if I want to spend more time with someone else, maybe it will be hard for me to say after mm. meeting someone three times that I'm in love with them. Mm. But I can say, I really like this person, mm -hmm. you know, they actually feel like they're meaningful to me in some mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. And... Managing this with the partner is hard, but if I don't tell my partner that I'm gradually falling in love with this, mm. let's say, new guy, that I'm going to hide things from them, mm -hmm. like, you know, let's say, random example, like if your primary partner is out of town mm. and you're not telling them that you're going to have your boyfriend come and stay over, mm -hmm. that's equivalent to cheating. Yeah. Because you're hiding a really important thing. Mm -hmm. Or if your lover takes you away, I don't know, let's do a weekend in Macau. Yeah. And you tell your husband, actually, this is a work thing. Yeah. Or that you go on a business trip and your boyfriend comes with you, but you don't want to tell the husband because mm. you think he might want to come. Yeah. That's cheating. Yeah. And I think when you break those rules of the open relationship, then... Everything. That's actually, it threatens the whole thing. Everything and then apart. essentially it falls apart and your husband is like, no, I don't want this anymore. And then you'll have no chance. Because really, you're breaking of, the trust. Of, of being with that person. So it really also makes me think just on a different thing, what we talked about before, of the rules and the evolution of mm -hmm. how you see your relationship. Mm -hmm. Because for example, in the beginning you might say, look, we just want casual sex. We just want to find partners that maybe become friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. But in time, you might find that one of these friends with benefits relationship evolves into a more serious relationship, mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. a real kind of loving, yeah. supporting relationship. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to be prepared that that might happen, yep. that your partner might actually have another committed relationship on the side of your committed relationship. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make that relationship less important. 
No. Although you are kind of, you have an agreement to be primary partners, yeah. but it doesn't mean that the other person doesn't deserve the same amount of respect yeah. and understanding and compassion. Yeah. And whether you know them or not, it really doesn't matter. You don't have to all mm. have this happy commune where everybody is like friends with each other. That's not a must. No, but it could happen. And I think the only way for it to happen is just keep the communication lines open, even though it's difficult. That radical honesty. Correct. Bubble. <laughs> so next question is kind of similar. Again, like building on some more of these themes. So my partner and I have talked many times about dating other people, but I am a rather jealous person. And I am not sure I can feel comfortable if she went out with someone else. I would love her to have fun though. So how can I stop myself from obsessing about what she's up to. I think this jealousy question is a real common question for open relationships. And it is a fear and actually it causes, and it's a barrier because I think there's a lot of people who say, I'm just too jealous to be in an open relationship, which might be true, by the way. Oh yeah. If you have a very anxious attachment style and if you are pretty insecure, then perhaps an open relationship is not for you. But there is also a myth out there that people in open relationships don't get jealous because they do. They do. They do as well. It's impossible well. not to. Exactly. They do. And people are always like, I'm too jealous to be in an open relationship. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like people in open relationships get jealous too. <laughs> but it's what you do with that. Yes. For me. Yeah. You know? There's two aspects to this. One is... Just in basic terms, jealousy is an emotion that is a signal. That it's tells, information. That's it's information. what I would it's, say. It's a signal. Yeah. All emotions are signals that something mm -hmm. needs addressing. Correct. And this is a signal that you have a mindset, you have a belief that other people are getting something that belongs to you or that you deserve. Mm -hmm. And even the idea of prioritizing each other, being primary partner sets you up for that. Mm -hmm. Because in this agreement that we are number one for each other, we are allowing the assumption that our partner belongs to us mm -hmm. to some level. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain degree of I own this person. I yeah. own a part of their heart. Yeah. I'm in a contract with them, which gives me ownership of yeah. them in a way. Mm -hmm. And it's this thing that, wait a minute, I own this person. I own his love. Yeah, I'm not a library book. I don't want to be owned. Exactly. Like, be owned. <laughs> yeah. But in or, the idea or rented, of primary, even. <laughs> yes, or rented. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, this is the thing. Yeah. Open relationships, unconditional love is about partnership, not ownership. Yeah. But in the very agreement of primary partners, mm. we are enabling this mindset, even a tiny bit, mm -hmm. that, okay, so by saying I'm your primary partner, we're saying you can only have a house with me. Mm -hmm. You can only have a family with me because mm -hmm. otherwise you'll be bigamous or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can only do this. So a part of you is reserved for me. Mm -hmm. And therefore I can get jealous if I feel that someone else is trying to take this from me, which I believe belongs to me. Mm -hmm. So I think having this understanding is like, do I really believe that I truly deserve this? Yeah. Or is it just an agreement that we made? Is it like just because I want you to sleep with me every night doesn't mean that other person doesn't want the same and that I shouldn't let them. Mm -hmm. The second part with the jealousy or managing that jealousy, if jealousy is a signal, yeah. then it brings something up in me. So if I think about, okay, 
what bothers me about this? Why am yeah. I jealous right now? Yeah. I can learn something from myself. Indeed. Something about my mindset about this relationship. Mm -hmm. This person who says, I don't think I could tolerate her going out with other people, tells me that actually they have an insecurity. Mm -hmm. This person would think, I can't tolerate her being happy with other person because that might make me think that I'm not good enough and what if I lose her because she chooses this other person. Mm -hmm. I recently had a couple that came to say, so the husband had a lover mm -hmm. and the wife was obviously not very happy about this because they were not doing open relationship coaching. They were like infidelity okay, and she was not very happy. And he plainly said, look, the situation is this. I love my wife, but I also love my girlfriend and I'm not prepared to give any of them up. Right. I said, that's fine. Okay, no judgment. Okay. How does your wife feel? Not happy. Yeah. Okay, if she had a lover, how would you feel? She'd be out of the door. Right. Good old devil standards. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, and you don't feel that's a problem? Yes, I do, but I can't change it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're not wanting to change it. Yeah. You want your cake and you want to eat it. Mm -hmm. So for him, and I asked him, why would it be such a big deal breaker mm -hmm. for you? He was like, well, because it would just, it's an ego issue. You know, it would make me feel mm -hmm. like I'm not good enough because, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. So actually, I hate to say this, jealous people, but if you're jealous, it's because you don't feel you're good enough. Mm -hmm. So work on that. Yeah. You can deal with jealousy by getting the confidence that you are an amazing person and yeah. your partner has chosen you for that. Yeah. Sure, it's uncomfortable mm -hmm. to see that your partner is, seems to be happy by mm -hmm. someone else. Yeah. But it doesn't take anything away from you. It doesn't. And if you really also comes down to the point where... There is no one single person that can meet all of your needs. Absolutely. I mean, if you really understand that principle, then you realize that, yes, your partner's chosen you probably for many amazing reasons, but it can't be for every single reason that fulfills all of her needs. There might be some other needs that go unfilled. And that, honestly, you should be relieved that, that she no longer puts that burden on you yeah, of satisfying she's, everything. She's going to exactly be satisfied. So... Another few sort of practical tips about jealousy, like what I would say is that if you are feeling jealous, is to really just, well, sit with that emotion and really question where it comes from. Second tip that I have is that ultimately what I think is that once you realize that maybe it's just a human emotion and it's actually quite unfounded, let's say it's not based on a deeper insecurity, because I'll say that I'm not insecure person but in open relationships yeah sometimes I can get jealous as well of course and so if I really think about it and I realize okay it's not coming from an insecure place I am just jealous because I'm jealous then think about jealousy as an energy which you can move out of your body so do something so instead of sitting there and obsessing over what do you think she's doing where is she going and instead of doing that and actually enhancing the jealousy, it's actually just go and do something like walk out of the house, do some exercise. It's about how can I push this into maybe enthusiasm? Mm -hmm. You know, I can switch from feeling jealous to feeling, okay, well, let's see how we can make this more fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. playful, exciting. I think breathing into these emotions, as you said, sitting with them, acknowledging them, mm -hmm. saying, okay. I'm feeling jealous. This must mean that there is something happening with me right now mm -hmm. that I need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. So if I pay attention to this, how can I shift this into a positive thing? Mm -hmm. What action can I take? Mm -hmm. Do I maybe, uh, I don't know, if I'm feeling jealous that my partner has this deeper connection, maybe I 
I don't know, book a, a weekend away so that mm -hmm. we can reconnect with each other mm -hmm. and deepen our intimacy or, I don't know, mm -hmm. come up yeah. with a sexual fantasy that he wanted to try and I was reluctant, but now I'm thinking, oh, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea. And I discover in the process that things are great. <laughs> yes, agree. Yeah. So next question is, I have been in an open relationship before and I really loved the experience. I mentioned this to my current girlfriend when we first started dating, but she wasn't very receptive at the time. As we've been together for a couple of years now, I am thinking it might be fun to try opening up a little, but I am not sure if she may think I don't love her anymore. How do you know if a person is ready for an open relationship and how to bring it up safely? Well, ask. <laughs> <laughs> but Ask. it's a little yeah. bit more complicated it's, than that obviously. yeah it's quite tricky to be honest especially if you've been in a relationship for a while and then now you suddenly propose an open relationship that can naturally lead to questions and your partner like for sure. why do you want this and I what, think it's what changed yeah what changed and is it because you don't love me anymore so I think it's very important to clarify your intentions around the open relationship See, the way I look at it, all relationships start open. Yeah. And then they close. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they stay close and make both partners unhappy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're open one-sided, mm -hmm. un unconsensually, so to speak, mm -hmm. when one partner decides to just go and get their needs met somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people kind of have these conversations. So it's like just a continuum. It's, it's just mm -hmm. a flow of life. Yeah. Everybody has been in an open relationship at one point in their life. I promise you that. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Because a lot of people, yeah. In the sense that when you're just starting to date someone, a lot of people are dating different people at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's rare that you meet someone, you jump in bed with them, and then that's it, you move in together. Mm -hmm. And you don't sleep with anybody else. I mean, it has happened, I agree. Yeah. But at one point in your life, you have dated multiple people. Mm -hmm. Most of us today have slept with different people at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In like casual dating, what we were talking in another show. So, yes, it is a little bit tricky how you bring it up. But if you have done what you just said, mm. if you've declared your openness. Yeah. That if just the openness as an idea. Yeah. Exactly. As a, like, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. It's something that, you know, I have tried or I might want to try mm. at some point. Of course, if you are in love with someone, mm -hmm. you will not want them. You will not yourself be attracted to other people for that for period in which yeah. attraction is really powerful. Mm -hmm. So when the chemistry is high, when the compatibility is high, mm -hmm. you really can have a very powerful, very intimate, exclusive connection with that person. And if you are open to open relationships, you might want to try other people as well. You know, someone was saying, just because I like vanilla ice cream, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I don't want to try pistachio and chocolate and, you yeah. know, raspberry every now and then. It doesn't mean that I like vanilla ice cream any less. Yeah. Right? So every now and then, I wouldn't recommend that you start with this analogy. Yeah, I, I would, would say. No. <laughs> That's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but later down the line, maybe. But I think the way you open is if you've mentioned this before. Yeah. You can start by, by exploring it together. Yeah. So like maybe saying it would be interesting for us to just kind of maybe go on a, I don't know, to a sex club or a sex party. Mm -hmm. And just to see how we feel in the presence of other people. Because, you know, actually seeing your partner being admired mm -hmm. by other people can be extremely yeah. exciting. Yeah. It can really cause you to see them in a different light. It mm -hmm. can reignite the fire. 
And it doesn't mean just because you are interested in other people, it doesn't mean you are interested in your partner any less. Agree. The vanilla ice cream yes. analogy. So being mindful of positioning it as a joint adventure or exploration, yeah. I think is the best way to do it. Yeah. I think also another soft way of doing this safely is to actually just open the conversation around what do you think about open relationships generally? So without even saying, hey, what about us? You know, somehow in the course of the conversation, maybe get them to listen to this podcast or whatever, <laughs> whatever. It's just say, hey, you know, what do you think of it? Like, do you think it's possible? Do you think it's beneficial? You know, and start the conversation that way, like more as a general sort of abstract topic before then going into, okay, so now what do you think I about- think it's an assessment question of this person's yeah. values. Yeah. And beliefs around this relationship yeah, model. Because if she already says, no, this is like, I, I would, would never, never do, do that. that. Don't then, even bring it up. <laughs> then you kind of already know, yeah, it's not going to be. And then receptive. you need to decide, yeah. is this a deal breaker for me or not? Mm. You know, mm -hmm. because if clearly someone says this is a deal breaker, there yeah. is no way ever in my entire life that I could accept a non-exclusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Or I would even agree to see you in front of me with someone else. Mm -hmm. Then you know that that is a complete no-no. Yeah. So I think part of this question was about how do you know if someone is ready for an open relationship? Yes. That's exactly the answer. You ask them about overall, what is their belief around mm -hmm relationship models and what is their belief around fidelity and monogamy mm -hmm. and all that. Basically, discussing your requirements with them mm -hmm. and their requirements. And I actually think that conversation, frankly, should be a conversation we should all have Absolutely. before even entering into any kind of relationship. Because that's it's how you know. It's just one of the know. things that we don't really talk about, you know, because you're like monogamous and it is assumed, the marriage model is assumed But it's actually a really good conversation very early on in a, Absolutely. In a relationship. To me, it's yeah. the most fundamental thing that any single person needs mm. to consider in their mm. life is like, what are my values? Yeah. What are my deal breakers? And then when I opening or when I'm, I shouldn't say this word in this context, but when I'm exploring a new relationship with someone, I need to make sure that I communicate to my partner what my values are. I check that I have shared values with them because, you know, if I have very traditional values and I believe in marriage mm -hmm. and in loyalty and all that, clearly it's not going to be the greatest relationship in the world if my partner is this kind of like, no, freedom for all. And yeah. I mean, clearly there's a huge incompatibility right there. Yeah. So having these conversations does help create mm -hmm. this fundamental, like a foundation for your relationship. Mm -hmm. You yeah. start to build a house together. You yeah. need to start with this stuff. Yeah. But you often start with the roof. It's a foundational question. <laughs> agree. Well, because we ask a lot of other things, right? Things like, oh, what are your thoughts on children, right? Yeah. That's a very big thing. Yeah, do you want to get ask. married? Do you want to have children? Exactly. And I really think this, what do you think about relationship models should be one of those foundation questions as well. So thanks so much, Valentina. And to all of you who submitted your questions to us, I hope you learned a lot and you enjoyed this theme, particularly. This is actually a theme that we've covered quite a lot on this podcast. So we really wanted to answer all the questions that you sent to us. So what was your key takeaway from all of this? Would you consider an open relationship? And are you now more confident about how to go about approaching one? Find me at HelloSaraSense on Instagram or drop me a line at sarasense.com. I would love to hear from you. 
And if there's one last thing to say about this podcast and about this theme is that I really hope it leaves you with the idea that there are many different valid relationship styles for everyone. And it's all about finding one that works for you. So if you don't have to just blindly follow the convention of monogamy, you are empowered to design your own relationship in this day and age. And that is what makes you better in bed. Thanks, everybody. 